Hi, so I'm the station manager over here at K2 Rice Radio. Uh, you can take those off now. Yeah, yeah. And sure. we've also got our uh, music director, Nathan, here with us. Uh, Nathan. Hello, you? yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Nathan. I'm the music director, and uh, I do programming, uh, figuring out what's in the stacks, figuring out, like, label contacts, stuff like that uh, here in the station. So uh, I'm, I'm the, uh, yeah, I'm the second person interested Um so yeah, it's it's great to meet you. It's nice to meet y'all. Yeah. yeah. This interview. Oh, us too. We've been really looking forward to this. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, we have both, you know, heard a lot about Oblivion Access. We've been in touch with Trey. We're both going to be attending with um you know, press badges and all that. We can't wait to cover it. But I know a lot of our, uh, I, I know for a fact that we're trying to hope, we're hoping to reach a lot of people who maybe haven't heard so much about Oblivion Access. So do you think maybe you could just introduce yourself and your awesome festival um, just for those of us uh, re who are going to be checking out the interview later who are looking to in for an introduction? Yeah, definitely. It seems it does seem like you have a nice and uh, you can see the metal base, but you can also tell there's like a like a pretty eclectic mix on top of it, which uh, it's a nice it's a nice like atmosphere overall. Yeah, could you maybe tell us what you were looking for when you were putting together your lineup? You know how you chose some of the artists you did. Well, a lot. So to be honest, a lot of the lineup, I would say probably about fifty to sixty percent of it is carryover from 2020 mm. and uh we were going to use 2020 as a transition year to go from austin terror fest to oblivion access and uh you know so we booked carcass and you know we had a few other big bands on and you know when covid happened it was just you know we were much like everyone else in the world we we're between a rock and a hard place of course and, mm. uh, you know, we had to make a choice as to what we wanted to do, and we chose to postpone the festival instead of full-on canceling it, and just kind of hunkering down and waiting it out to see, you know, see what's on the other end. And, you know, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I'm a risk taker, I'm a gambling man, and uh, I was I was willing to just kind of get pause and just wait out this COVID thing, do my part to help, you know, speed the process along and uh you know see what happens on the other end and you know it, it's it's weird uh with all the isolation and time that we had you know by ourselves you know dorian and i and our respective homes uh we did a lot of youtube wormholing and uh you know we find a band that we like and then we start clicking on related things and you just start digging and then you know you find a bunch of stuff you like and you're like well let's put this on the festival too. And it just kind of all fell into place oddly. And, you know, I think a lot of people in the, in the industry were excited to see that we were like full steam ahead, no matter what, you know, we were just like, screw it. <laughs> you know, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's go big or go home. This is our time to shine. Yeah, totally. So it's like a kind of a multi-year thing in a sense now, but, uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. Basically two festivals in one and, you know, we mm -hmm. did that because we felt the need to, like, give back to our fan base and our customer base. You know, they, a lot of people have been super patient and just really forgiving, uh, you know, with us and this whole situation and have just sat by and patiently waited. And we're just like, well, they've waited for this. And let's, give them a, let's give them some more. And then it ended up being basically two festivals in one. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, it looks like it's going to be a really amazing one. We're, yeah, we definitely. Yeah, it's you, it's exciting. Do you think maybe you could tell us a little bit about what maybe some of the things you're most excited for about this festival, whether they be, you know, not even, I mean, if you, if this is what you'd want to talk about, go for it, but uh, whether you want it to be specific bands or just sort of more general aspects of the festival that you're really looking forward to? Well, I can address both of those, uh, both of those questions. I guess I'll start, you know, I guess as far as specific bands go, some of the bands that I'm really excited to see are, you know, obviously all my friends who I haven't seen in years because of COVID, you know, I'll be glad to see like Wind Hand and Primitive Man mm. and that, you know, because mm. those are good personal friends of mine who I see when they tour and I book them so I can hang out with them and then, you know, provide them with a place to put on a show. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But, but as far as, like, as far as the bands go that, like, we have booked that I'm really stoked on to see that I've never seen before, um, Spectral Voice is one. They're a, a blackened death doom band from Denver. It's members Ooh. of Blood Incantation. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, I've I've seen them before. They're really good. They're really good yeah, live. They, yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh. They, they, uh, they never, never, hardly ever play live, and the fact that we got them booked in Texas is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for so sure. That, that's that's like one for the true cult metalheads. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm really excited about Lust. <clears throat> excuse me, Lust Sick Puppy. Where like 
you know, we can see how easily this can all be stripped from us. So let's let's enjoy it together, you know. Let's cut the crap and just let's let's be a big community and have a good time, you know. Absolutely. I, I love that philosophy. I'm so excited to experience the community that you're building out here with Oblivion Access. And I'm really excited to see how the fest lives up to this because it's sounding pretty amazing. Um, Something else I'd really love to hear you talk about. um, What makes Austin the perfect place for Oblivion Access? Or what makes Texas in general the perfect place for Oblivion Access? We've got a great tradition of, you know, the weird and the obscure, like you're saying. So, yeah. Why, Why is it happening the way it's happening? That's a that's a question. That's a loaded question. Um, why is Austin the perfect place? I, you know, it just is. You know, like we Dorian and I, we met in Austin. He he was born in Dallas, but you know, virtually he was raised here all of his life, and I've lived here for the past eleven years. And okay, you know, I I'm from East Texas originally. I'm from a little redneck town outside of about an hour or southeast of Dallas. You know. Okay. I, graduated, I graduated high school with 23 kids. Like, really? Uh, what's, the, the what's the town, I if just, you don't mind me asking? What's that? What's the town, if you don't mind me asking? I grew up in a town called Silver City, Texas. All right. Not familiar. Yeah, there's literally six houses in that, in that little town. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't think I've made <laughs> it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not from Texas, but uh, I'm from a, a small town in Nevada. My grad class was 21. So I know the I know the feeling. Yeah. All right. All right. So we can actually relate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to a small school. We had like hundred and fifty in my class. I'm like, that's like the entire high school. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> Get to know those yeah. people real well. Yeah, yeah. We had we had one forty five total. So oh, nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I guess to go back to your question, why is Austin the perfect spot? I guess it's because it's where Dorian and I have gotten our footing. You know, this is where we cut our teeth. You know, I've been booking shows in Austin for a decade, and Dorian's been booking shows in Austin for about six years now. And, you know, we just were comfortable with the community, the the venues, the owners, the service industry here. I mean, I was a bartender here for a decade as well. So, I mean, Mm. I've been on both sides of that coin. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We enjoy giving back to the people who have taken a risk on us, you know, and that's one of the largest reasons why we've kept it in Austin, because there have been times, you know, because there's so many festivals in this city, and it's hard to stand out, you know, against Levitation and South By and ACL and everything else. It, it, it's, it's been hard to stand out and, like, carve out a niche and a name for ourselves, and, um, I don't know. We just we just felt it necessary to keep it here and, and keep it in venues too. You know, not take it to a, a big centralized location. You know, keep it in the venues, keep it in the family, and you know, we feel at home here. And like, you know, we got a good thing going with everybody that we're working with locally, and all the support that we've been getting. You know, if we tried to take this to another city, it, it would be basically us starting over and right. Having to yeah, really yeah, totally. You have, you have all those connections. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Austin's home. It really is. You know, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've lived, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 19 years old, and this is the longest I've ever stayed in one city, you know, for almost 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's where it needs to be, you know, and if we expand, we expand, but there's always going to be an Austin installation. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think one other thing that um, might be good for, you know, our listeners who aren't as like familiar with the show, um, just uh, for some background, you know, the, the music you're talking about, the city you're talking about, also that kind of audiovisual uh, performance kind of component. I guess if you could sum up, like, what is, like, that overall atmosphere you're striving for? Like, uh, when, when, you, when you kind of bring it all together, the music, the videography, the, the context, everything. Uh, if you could just sum that up. The, I guess the uh, the adjectives I've been using for this recently is just, you know, chaotically beautiful. You know? Yeah, yeah. The sensory overload. Um, you know, we wanted 
to be trippy. We want it to be overwhelming, but we also want it to be awe-inspiring and just intriguing, you know, like people, this, there's going to be a lot of stuff here that people haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Here, I mean, I've booked most of it with my partner and, 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 you know, some of the people that we have helping us, you know, and we're booking stuff that I've never seen that I'm excited to see, you know, I've researched it on the internet, you know, and it's like, wow, this is interesting, yeah, let's bring it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know that I feel like if I'm intrigued by things that I've booked that I haven't seen, I have a pretty good feeling that, you know, concert goers are going to be just as excited. Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. So, I would, lo- I would love to hear uh, a little more about you personally and kind of your background, your background in music and booking and sort of what's the path that led you to eventually be the one along with Dorian who puts together Oblivion Access. I'm sure our listeners would be really interested. Yeah, um, that's a, that's definitely an interesting story how it all played out. But uh, I got into booking, like I said, around 10 years ago, and it was totally a selfish thing. You know, I was I was in a band in Austin that, you know, we were kind of new and trying to gain some traction. And we were just seeing these shows and they were good. But I was like, man, I want to see this band play with this band. And nobody's booking that show. Mm-hmm. Like, and then these two bands would make sense together. So, you know, I selfishly was like, I'm going to make that happen. You know, and I did. And I did that for a couple of years locally, just booking small local shows and just kind of making a name for myself. And it grew into, you know, regional bands and then it grew into picking up some touring packages. And uh, I started a company with a couple of old friends of mine called Worshipper Cabinets. And it was a guitar and speaker, or a guitar and bass uh, speaker cabinet company that Hmm. We would build custom guitar cabinets for musicians and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, we started, you know, backlining festivals and, you know, backlining shows and networking. And we ended up backlining this festival out in Arizona called Southwest Terror Fest. And uh, um, the founder of Southwest Terror Fest, you know, he got wind that I did some booking here in Austin. And, uh, he was just like, would you like to do an Austin installation of, of Terror Fest? And I was just like, sure, yeah, why not? You know, what, what do we have to lose? You know, let's try it. And, uh, you know, he wanted to do it during South By the first year. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to pay money to see any shows. Like, you know, it's it's hard to get people to pay money when they ha- already have a badge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we ended up doing it during South by and it mm. kind of flopped, you know, it flopped. Yeah. And, you know, it was going to be fun, but, you know, it was not going to be a big money-making endeavor. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it never is, you know, it's not about the money either, mm-hmm. but, you know, he was, he had, the guy I was working with before Dorian, he had dollar signs in his ass and he was just like, there's going to be a million people here during South by. So if a million people are in town, if I charge $30 at the door, that's $30 million. You know, it's like, mm, yeah, yeah, it's not like, it's not working like that. You know, but yeah. okay. And you know, that's what happened and it flopped and you know, he was just like, well, I'm done. I'm not doing this year anymore because I don't, you know, I lost money, and I was like, well, okay. He's like, if you want to do it again, he's like, you can use the name, you know, if the Terror Fest brand will help you kind of get things going, please, you know, use the name, let's do this. And I was like, cool. Yeah, All right. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Dorian and I started working together, and we did Austin Terror Fest in 2018, and then we did it again in 19. And, you know, we started getting messages from the person that I used to work with who stepped away and was just like hey we don't you know i don't really like you working with this particular person and we don't like you working with this particular agent uh you know perhaps you know y'all can stop doing that you know and it's like whoa whoa, whoa. the only thing that we have in common is the words terror and fest mm. like yeah, you know, yeah. y'all, y'all don't provide anything financially to us you don't support us fiscally you know in your budget so you really shouldn't be telling us who we can and can't work with in book. Yeah, yeah. 
that was a point of contention and you know Dorian and I thought about it and we decided it would be best to just amicably just kind of part ways and just be like hey we have a different direction we want to take this and then that's at the end of 2019 is when Oblivion Access started right and, yeah you know we had Carcass booked and initially we had Audubon Housewolf and Swans and Daughters and all this other stuff mm-hmm. that we ended up having to take off mm-hmm. uh for reasons that has been in the media. And, yeah, and, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, we, we revamped the lineups and stuff, and, you know, but when we put all this stuff on sale before COVID, you know, everything was great, then COVID happened, and it just kind of pulled the rug out from under us, and we had never really done anything under the Oblivion Access name, and, you know, the past two, two and a half years has really been a big... I mean, I don't want to say it's been a big question mark, but it's just been a big just, when are we going to be able to put this on and actually show the world, like, show these people, like, hey, we're not just, you know, blowing smoke, you know, we actually mean this festival, like, we want it to happen. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's all coming together now. Yeah, it really... Yeah. It's finally come together, so now, after... All this background of how, you know, it all started, it's finally come up, it's all led up to this point, I feel. And, you know, I feel that 2022 is like the biggest year for Oblivion Access and for myself personally and for Dorian personally, you know, because this festival, we have a lot of helpers, but at the end of the day, it's just the two of us. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, every, everything that we come up with or all the ideas... They're bounced off the two of us, you know, whether it's between us or a couple people that we have kind of helping us with ideas and suggestions and some and some some booking as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a labor of love, this festival, and the way it's all come about and the way that Dorian and I kind of found each other, which is a funny story, I wouldn't change it for anything, you know. I've made friends, I've lost friends, you know, I've made great business partners and colleagues you know i'm sure i've made a few enemies along the way too but that's fine that's part of it yeah for sure yeah you know this this is something that we truly care about and you know he and i have worked hard to cultivate this yeah absolutely uh i'll just real quick uh the story how dorian and i met yeah he was so I was booking shows in town long before he was, and he started getting into booking and was booking things that were similar to my tastes and my style. And uh, one day, I get a call from an agent saying, hey, this local promoter in town has offered us an amazing deal for this package that we already had confirmed with you. I would be a fool in not doing my job as an agent to not take this. And Dorian stole the show out from under me. Aww. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, man, it really upset me. I was out for blood there for a minute. I was like, I'm gonna get this guy. Ooh. But I was, I was dating a lovely lady at the time who had, you know, a great business savvy and good business ethic and just a good head on her shoulders. And she gave me some advice that I had actually like registered, and I took it to heart. And it was the best advice I've ever taken. And it was, why are you gonna go up against somebody that clearly like? likes what you do and is you know intimidation or what was it uh uh imitation is the sincerest form of flattery or whatever yeah yeah it was a lot it was that philosophy and i was like wow you're right yeah and you know come to find out this this kid he was 16 at the time oh yeah yeah he was just looking for somebody in the business to just kind of take him under their wing and kind of show him the ropes and you know, eventually I did that, and it's led to it's led to this, and it's been it's been great. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. What a story. Yeah, well, you're you're together now. <laughs> yeah, working yeah, together. Yeah, I'm about to be 37, and Dorian, you know, he's 21. He's going to be 22 later this year, and you know, the age gap is huge. But I don't ever see the age gap when we work together is never even there. Yeah, we're peers, we're business partners, and you know. It's amazing when we just sit down and, you know, crack open a beer and just start letting ideas flow. Yeah, know, totally. Speaking out. That's how, that's how this all comes about. It's just he and I hanging out. Yeah, what yeah. If, what if, what if, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh dang, it's happening. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's such a great yeah. such a great backstory for your collaboration too. I'm sure sure people yeah, yeah. get a real kick out of that one. Um, let's see. So Nathan, I feel free to feel free to interrupt me at any point. Yeah, you're but, good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nathan's. So what can I say? Nathan's the quiet one around here. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I'm just enjoying the stories. Yeah, this I'm I'm really enjoying this this conversation too. Thank you so much. Um, something else yeah, I'd love to, to ask. And by the way, if if you have any directions you want to take the interview in, anything you want to bring up, please don't let us just. Don't let us just steamroll you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very much like what you want us to hear and what you want the station to hear, too. Just, like, whatever you think is best and most useful. I'm just going to shoot straight with you guys and just let the, let the interview kind of go where it naturally goes. I mean, I feel like that's, that's how I do it best. Hey, we we love that. We love that. Um, so, something just else... Don't make, just don't make me sound like a jerk. <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, You've been fine. Right. You're no, fine. Don't don't worry. We we yeah. like you. We don't we don't want to make an enemy here. Yeah. Plus, it means that you'll end up taking us on to help you with the Olivia accent. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now maybe 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 hey. if we make you look bad, yeah, we'll both gonna, we'll both play it next yeah, time. Yeah, me and Nathan just like just gonna piss you <laughs> off. Remember on the team, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'll all work out. Hey, so something else I wanted to ask you about. I mean, you were talking about how you want to really emphasize that this fest is not just the music, it's the visuals, too, that are going to be really great. And so, you know, me, Nathan, and uh, a couple other people around here who are really interested, we've been noticing some really that, you know, all the graphic design and all the illustrations associated with Oblivion Access are really interesting. Oh, yeah, the, po the posters and stuff the are, are fantastic. They're, yeah. so they're sick as hell, basically. We'd love to hear you um, talk a little bit bit about what your aesthetic philosophy is kind of in terms of designing that uh yeah you know <laughs> i mean ultimately we wanted our artwork to be visually captivating and just you know kind of reflective of you know what our, our, our festival's about and yeah when we were on terror fest if you go to our oblivion access instagram and you scroll back far enough you'll see that when we were off the terrorist it was strictly black and white we were a monochrome just kind of dark cult with the festival you know yeah yeah i guess that was the vibe of the time though yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time that was the cool thing to do but you yeah. know i guess i mean it still is cool i still like black and white it's kind of spooky but you know, with Oblivion Access, we wanted it to be an explosion of just, again, sensory overload, just an explosion of just colors, sounds, you know, just everything that, you know, you as a human take in, you know, in your surroundings. We, that's what we want our festival to encompass. And so with the artwork, we literally just, you know, we're poking around on the internet for, like, trippy artwork, you know? Like, what yeah. do we do to, like get a jumping off point and we found this guy i want to say he was from hmm, romania eastern europe somewhere i can't remember which country exactly but uh his instagram handle is bambashk art and uh, hmm. i can i can email you or whatever yeah yeah i'd, I'd be i'd be curious for yeah, sure totally. I, I love a good i love like good graphic design kind oh, of yeah. stuff yeah, and this guy, yeah. you know, he was on he was on some good stuff, man. And like, you know, we got to scroll and we're like, wow, this is really this guy's really awesome. And, you know, when we initially found his picture before we found his Instagram, we could not find any credits for who put that picture up. And so we were like, Well maybe it's just public domain since there's no copyright or no credit information on it. So we put it up on our Instagram and, you know, Somebody was like, oh, this is so-and-so, and they tagged him, and, you know, we contacted him. We were like, hey, like, sorry to use that. We genuinely looked before we posted it. We couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But can we use this for our poster? And he's like, yeah, it'll be this much. So we paid him, and, you know, we've been plugging his Instagram page because he's got some really cool art. Awesome. And yeah, totally. Once we bought that, you know, we just kind of manipulated it, kind of made it our own a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. You know, that's that's how we, you know, did the art for this year. And, you know, we we love digging. Like, Dorian and I will just sit on our phones, you know. He'll be over at my house or, you know, we'll meet up somewhere. <clears throat> and sometimes we'll catch ourselves 
just sitting at my kitchen table and we haven't talked in like 15 minutes because we're just on instagram scrolling through like psychedelic pictures yeah that's how that's how it goes like i i i relate to that average k true board meeting yeah that's kind of true (laughs) yeah but uh you know we take pride in our art too and you know we really want the visual aspect of this you know again like like i said earlier you know we don't want to be just another music festival. We want to be a whole experience, you know. Yeah, and totally. That, Love that. that includes the visuals that, you know, the, the, the moving visuals, the performance art, you know, the still visuals, the poster art. I mean, we have a whole art gallery with, you know, three of the best alternative artists, you know, in the world. You know, Thomas Hooper, Keenan Bouchard, and, and Jacob Bannon from Converge. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only are Thomas and Keenan both tattoo artists, but their their actual like artwork itself that they you know do the prints of, and you know not stuff that's on a skin canvas, but an actual mm-hmm. canvas mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. And I'm so excited to have you know actual you know an art exhibition as part of the festival this year. That's yeah, really yeah, no, that, I'm I'm really excited. So cool. Yeah, that's gonna be fantastic. I can kind of feel the odds of me running out and getting a tattoo mid festival rising as we talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, the people that are doing the art they are also tattoo artists. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. He actually used to uh he actually used to run Rock of Ages tattoo here in town, which is one of like the premier tattoo shops. See, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he does, he does really good work. He just actually moved back to England, but he oh. was here, I think, last week, and he was doing kind of like a residency for the week. And, uh, so, you know, hey, who knows, he may be doing that while he's here in oh. two weeks for the festival. Hey, yeah, right, totally. Right. Yeah. So, um... Actually, mind oh. if I ask one more? Oh, okay. I've got, I've got one, I've got yeah. one kind of silly question, then yeah. we'll let Nathan say whatever incredibly important thing Nathan's going to mm. say. Yeah. Um, I just gotta know. So, so the, the big, the big logo with the, the guys who've got like the laser beams in their faces and stuff. Are they like your mascot? Do they have names? Cause they should have names. It's just, uh, that's just the art that we found on that guy's Instagram. And they were hooded wizard menaces with rainbow beams coming out of their faces. And we're like, that's trippy and weird and kind of a cult, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like a rainbow cult, and, you know, we're cool with that. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. A, that's a good vibe. Love it. Yeah. All right, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah, so with all the audio and visual community, all that, um, I was wondering, too, I know um, if you haven't thought about this yet, that's totally fine considering how soon th- this year's fest is, but I'm kind of curious what uh, you've been thinking about, like, for, for future iterations, because, like, this iteration is so different from the past... Um, like, what are some next steps you're interested in or things that, like, you think are cool to, you know, check out more you, like, want to dig into further for the future? Well, um, we want to take the music. I mean, we want to keep the music kind of the direction we're going. We just want to get a little bit darker, a little bit more cold, you know. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. You know, more... more experimental with it you know obviously we're going to keep the extreme as well you know the heavy metal yeah but just extreme and just obscure dark bold you know we 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 wanted to do a lot more goth music this year but Mm, uh, i I believe the festival is called cruel summer and it's Mm. happening in la the same exact weekend as our festival oh man they are known more for their goth than we were yeah we were booking, so i mean they got all the good big good bands you know that we were trying to get so yeah it didn't work. but uh you know i think next year we're gonna incorporate more industrial and more goth music into the okay so um, like be, like basically being extreme in different ways just some other things i guess real quick some other things mm-hmm. that we're looking forward to expounding upon in the future are um, we were contacted by uh, Louisiana Purchase, who is a pretty well well known drag queen here in Austin. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, they were interested in, you know, 
wanted to know what they could do to get on the festival. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. You know, I mean, Louisiana Purchase is very successful in, in what they do. And mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of floored that they, that they hit me up. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to shoot straight with you here. It's way too late to try to, to book a drag show. But something that I would like to do next year is like, you know, a west a country and a dark country and western themed drag show would be super cool yeah 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 stuff like that Um, yeah incorporating we get a lot of artists uh a lot of the uh, ambient and and noise artists who do uh film scores and we've Hmm. been talking about getting a writer or a director of one of these independent films to come, you know, do a Q&A with the composer who will be playing the film score over the film. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. that's got, fantastic. We've got a yeah, couple of uh, records like that in the station with live score recordings. It's such cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we want to be able to provide, you know, bring that, you know, I know other people have done it. This isn't a new concept, but, like, we want to be able to just bring that to a setting that you wouldn't expect that you would expect it in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, just tap into different markets, tap into different uh, niche niches in the subculture, and just let people know, like, hey, like we see you, like, and we dig, we dig what you're about, like, come over here and hang out with us, you know, like, yeah, totally. There's, there's a little something for everybody, and who knows, you might leave liking pretty much everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ultimately, that's our goal. We just want people to have a good time, see some, see some new stuff, enjoy some old stuff, and you know, meet people you know who are cut from the same or a similar cloth and just have have a blast, man. That's what this is about. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that film direction too. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I've been told in the past you know, by a very wise person. You can't rush a miracle. And, you know, that's kind of how I view this. Is you just can't rush it, you know. Yeah, totally. Ideas we've, some of these ideas we've had since 2018, and they're just now coming to life, you know. Right, the yeah. And the art gallery is something that I've wanted since 2017 when I went to Roadburn mm, and saw yeah. their installation of their art gallery. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, I have to have that. And oddly enough, the same people that were doing the Roadburn Gallery five years ago are the same ones that are doing my gallery this year. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. congrats. So it, it, it's all going to come full circle. And, you know, you just got to be patient. And, you know, you can't rush things because that's when, that's when you start messing up. And that's when you start, you know, making really big mistakes that you might not be able to correct and then you're stuck with the big issue you know yeah yeah exactly but you know one day at a time one idea at a time you know if you get told no you kind of tweak it and make it work or you know put it on the back burner for next year for sure for sure yeah absolutely so yeah, sounds like it sounds like this is sounds like you've had, you know, a ton of time to plan all this, ton of time to, you know, bring everything together, just make this festival the best it can be. And I'm super excited about that. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about maybe some of the some of the unexpected quirks of the festival that you think might come up that attendees might that might kind of give, you know, each festival kind of has its little stuff that gives it its own its own culture. What can attendees kind of expect from Oblivion Access that makes it totally unique? Aside from, of course, the focus on on really interesting and unique uh, artists. Um, I really think, I mean, the artists obviously are going to be a huge part in it, but I guess just the sensory overload. Like, yeah. Mm. I, I, I really in my core, you know, I've been to several festivals, you know, I'm not a huge festival attendee, you know, it's, I've never made it a point to travel the country or the world to go to festivals, but Mm. the ones that I've been to, you know, have all been awesome. And, you know, they all have their thing that they do, whether it's high curation or, you know, nasty, crusty, you know, bottom of the barrel, just awesome, like grindcore and sludge bands, you know, everybody's got their thing that their market that they, that they tap. Right. And I guess what, 
with ours, you know, we don't want to just tap a specific market. So there's not one specific thing I could say that's going to stick out to, to make Oblivion access, Oblivion access. So I guess to answer that question is, I guess would be just that is everything makes it special and unique in my opinion, you know, the fact that we've got so much different things happening to appease so many different crowds of people. Like I think the community and the togetherness ultimately is what's going to make this festival something to remember. Yeah. The visuals and the music and the food, you know, all that stuff's going to be, it's going to be awesome. You know, the vendor, we have a whole vendor village with a revolver distro, basically revolvers entire online store. They're going to connect and, and bring it to the festival and set up, you know. Oh, wow. That's yeah, that's cool. There's going to be actual record shopping on site, clothes shopping. Nice. Love all that. Sor- all sorts of stuff that's going to make it really cool. But I just think the community overall of everybody who's trying to, like, hustle and get their name out there for whatever it is they're doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Know, we would, you know, if we're able to, let's, we would love to help promote you. Let's do this, you know? And like, we're just trying to like help build that back up and help rebuild that and extend a helping hand to like people who have just had to sit idly by for the past two, two and a half years like we have, you know? And that's, again, that's what we're about. We just want people to be able to express themselves, yeah. have a good time doing yeah. it. Yeah feel safe being who they are and not being judged. You know, if you want to dance, dance. If you want to paint your face, paint your face. You know, if you want to wear chain mail and open up this pit, then let's go do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't hurt anybody, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, be yourself. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, at the core of it all, that's what it is, you know. Let's just all have a good time and embrace each other and each other's talents and you know, see you on the other side, you know? Yeah, totally. Love that. Um, Nathan, you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that's, that's super great to yeah, hear we really, about that. Yeah, we really love that. Sounds like you're, you're working to create a really great culture at the fest, and we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's something that we really, like, pride ourselves on is, you know, embracing embracing the walks of life that, mm-hmm. you know, aren't hate-filled and aren't cold and, and, and judgmental. Or yeah, anything. yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, that's We're that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, so I've only been to Austin, like, two days of my life uh, before this, and I don't know where the Red River Cultural District is, so I was wondering, like, Man. what's the deal with that neighborhood? Um, like, why, why does it draw you, like... Um, what are some nice things about, like, I, we already talked about why Austin, but I guess, like, specifically within Austin, just, like, on the level of, like, that street, you know, like, what's, what's your take on it? That street is where, I mean, that's where the legendary downtown venues all are. Mm -hmm. All right. Gotcha. Um, everybody talks about 6th Street, everybody talks about Dirty Six, and, you know, yeah, that that's tourist attraction. You know, there's a lot of bars and clubs there, but you know, for for a festival setting, that's not the right setting. The right yeah, is, yeah. You know, we're talking. There's multiple. You know, eight hundred to a thousand cap or more venues, and you know, a five five city block stretch. Yeah, that's so, so yeah, that's great. It's just really conducive for you know a venue downtown venue based festival yeah you know know, if you're if you're over 21 you know no re-entry for under 21 but if you're under 21 you know you got your danny brown ticket you know and you got your andy morin ticket you know you can run and go catch this over here at mohawk and it's only you know three blocks up it's a five minute walk yeah nice yeah bam you're at the next show then it's like okay cool now i can run back and catch danny brown yeah five minutes in your back, you know, and a lot of these venues, literally Valhalla, Elysium, and Empire are all, like, Elysium and Empire are, like, they, they basically share a fence. Like, yeah. they're back to back, so you just walk around the street corner and you're at that one, and then Valhalla is right across the street. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. 
the, yeah, the layout makes it super easy for out-of-towners to even get around. Like, mm. Yeah. literally, like, pull up your Google Maps and just be like, okay, I'm right here, here's Elysium, where's Mahal? And you look up, you're like, oh, it's right here. Yeah, like, well, that's great. I mean, yeah. it's super easy to navigate down there. And the beauty of Austin, too, is the downtown area. It's a perfect grid system. Yeah. So, mm, yeah. you know, you are like, uh-oh, I'm on 8th Street. I need to be on 7th. All you got to do is just... Walk, walk over, walk. yeah. Makes you, sense. You're not gonna have to walk any curvy thing. You know, yeah. it's super easy to get downtown, and that's another reason why we keep it down there. The Red River Cultural District is—it's an awesome community of people, and it's an actual—it's an actual organization as well. And uh, you know, they—you know—they—they they do a thing in early January called Free Week, and they just have a bunch of bands come play for free. You know, that's pretty have, sick. Yeah. Yeah, they handled the logistics of it, and it's just to kind of boost the local economy there downtown, you know, the bars yeah. and stuff. Love yeah. You know, they, they give back to the community in ways that I've not seen in other cities. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I know other cities have cultural programs, but for the, what they do for live music and what they do for the actual venues themselves, is is it, it's next level. And that's another yeah. reason why I work in, in that part of town is... They're just so welcoming and, you know, willing to, like, take a chance on something if, 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 you know, if we put in the work, you know, they're willing to take a chance on it. And, you know, they take, they've taken a chance on us this year. And, you know, we could be more thankful for all the help that they've given us so far. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Hey, so I've got one question for you that might actually be the most important question we ask all interview. And this is something that over here at K-True, we make sure to ask literally everybody who we meet. Like, we go up to, like, we're kind of annoying about it. We go up to bands after their sets and we're like, hey, answer this for us. We need to know. If Oblivion Access were a muffin, which muffin would Oblivion Access be? really take your take your time on this one i know it's really major this one, yeah this one is a this one's a loaded question as well yeah because i mean i have my own personal tastes which you know might not be what encompasses oblivion access mm. if i was gonna say anything i would say uh it would be something complex like yeah cranberry lemon or cranberry orange muffin or maybe like a banana nut muffin because that's my personal favorite mm. got two banana nuts this week today oh, today yes yeah. you're the second person to say banana yeah. nut today all right so, this yeah, is been... it would either be cranberry orange or banana nut mm. all right all right maybe like a half and half like half yeah. the muffin is mm. Ooh, i can yeah. go for one of those right now actually yeah I mean, if you want to get really, if you want to get really out there, maybe a lemon poppy seed. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay, okay. Little, little crunchy bits on top. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I like that. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, fair choice. Yeah. I guess so. Well, if I have to give a final answer, we'll go with we'll go with banana nut. All right. All right. Yeah. I love that. God, I want a banana mu- nut muffin. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I should never be allowed to interview while I'm hungry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's been about an hour. Yeah, I think it, um, I think it has. If you've got anything else you want to talk with us about, yeah. totally, totally let us know. But um, otherwise, I think we might start wrapping it yeah, up. Yeah, and feel free to be in touch about, you know, any, any anything at all leading up to the fest. Yeah, I mean, you got my cell number now. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. Um, and y'all have mine, too. If y'all have any other questions, feel free to. Feel free to yeah, for me. sure. For okay. sure. That'd be awesome. Thank but, you. Um, yeah, no problem. I guess, if, you know, if, we're, if this is going to be on air, I guess the last thing I want to say is. I really want to thank everybody who's been a ticket holder for the past couple of years, who's been patient with us, you know, and, in, in, in you know, in the Houston area, within the listening area, you know, if you've been holding a ticket for a while and you've been patient, you know, we thank you and all the new ticket holders. Thanks for trusting us. Like, you know, we know that it's kind of been a trying time post COVID and, you know, we're all hungry for this and we're excited and we thank you guys 
for your unending support because this, you know, without the ticket buyers and the festival goers and, and the people who support us at the, at the most core of what we do, you know, this festival wouldn't exist. And, you know, we are just eternally grateful. And also, you know, for all the media attention and for this interview that, you know, we've done now, like, thank you for being interested enough to want to take the time to speak with us about this, because this is truly a passion and it's truly a labor of love between me and one of my really good friends. And that's pretty much it, you know, and the two of us us have just been pressing forward and we're going to keep pressing forward. And again, we just thank everybody for their support. We hope that we can hang on to it for a while and, Tickets are still on sale for pretty much all the uh, individual shows. Full Fest passes are unfortunately sold out. All right. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Keep your eyes peeled on our social medias because, uh, you know, we have several announcements in the next two weeks leading up to the festival. That's so exciting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be announcing set time soon and some more tickets are going to be available for certain things. And Ooh, okay. Keep your eyes peeled and, you know, www.oblivionaccessfestival.com is our website. Feel free awesome. to check it out. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be on it. Should be on there. And again, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for your undying support. And thank you all for this wonderful interview. This has been a really fun interview. Absolutely. Yeah, for we've, sure. Thanks so much really for, for being here. Yeah, thanks to you. And thanks so much to Trey, too, for helping uh, get all this coordinated. Yeah, big shout out to Trey Hicks. Yep. Trey Hicks, PR. Yeah. That guy. His team are on top of it. We, oh, yeah. Uh, thankful for them, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much for this. I really appreciate you talking to us. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and shoot you a text or something if I've got any follow-ups. But barring that, um, I think you're going to see this getting getting posted and stuff really soon. I'll make sure that you're all in the loop with our coverage. Trey was talking about doing some ticket giveaways that sound great to us. Yeah, 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 it's going to be good. Yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, me and Nathan are going to be on-site covering it, and we cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We are excited. It's always nice to have a base to the name. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, excited to meet you. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to saying hi in person. Oh, yeah, guys. Well, thank you all again so much for the interview, and and thank you all for the interest enough to want to talk to me. (laughs) Yeah, of course. It's it's exciting. Yeah. Well, all right, well. Thanks again, and y'all have a wonderful evening. You too. You too. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye, y'all. Yeah, and good good luck with any organization that's left, too. Yeah, best of, best of luck with it. Can't wait to yeah. can't wait until it's real. Yeah. Us two are ready for it to, uh, to be over with because it's been two years in the making. So. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Oh, I can't All right, y'all have, y'all have a good night. You too. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.